Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and everyone in between, welcome to Season 4, Episode 5 of Her Ice, a high school hockey podcast that focuses on the girls' side of the puck. I am Peter from YHH. I have my esteemed, I'd call him a colleague, a collaborator, maybe an underling in some senses, Tony Scott with me. We have a fantastic show for you today. We're going to go over the best thing you saw last night, except it'll be two nights ago because we didn't do a show yesterday. We'll run down the rankings, sponsored by Tradition Company. Companies. We'll do a review of our Pick'em games. Tony will yell at me for my rankings. He compared me to an attention-starved child before going on the air. And then we will make our picks for this weekend. Hope you enjoy the show. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool. All about the bounce in my step. Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget. Used to keep it cool. I used to wonder how people were so good at sound effects on radio shows, and I realized that they had 12 to 15 people literally just working a soundboard. Yeah, pretty much. It's just the two of us in here. You do a wonderful job, especially calling me an underling. Fantastic work. (laughs) I think people will appreciate that. Somebody will come up to me and say, I thought it was really funny that you called Tony an underling on your podcast. Keep it up. Keep it up. (laughs) Keep him down. Anyway, welcome to the show. One of these days, I'm going to do the intro like uh, Mad Dog from Mike and the Mad yeah. Dog with the nasally. Yeah. You ever watch that documentary about yeah, Mike and the Mad Dog? That was fantastic. That was fantastic. You ever listen to those guys? Uh, when I lived in New York, I listened to them. You lived in New York? Mm-hmm. Why? I worked there. I thought you lived in Boston. No, New York. Wow. Okay, Big City Slicker. All right, Big City Slicker. There were a couple of eye poppers over the last week. Why don't you tell me the craziest thing you saw? On the eye popping? Over the past week. Ooh, there was a couple ones. But the one that really pops out is Northright County beating uh, arguably the best team in the state in Class A, uh, Orono. We won't see Orono Warroad until mm. probably the state final. I so don't think they're going to play at all. No, that'll be a debate out there that will go on. That's why we have these podcasts. Because teams don't play each other. It makes me so sad because I feel like I do have to bump Orono from their number two spot. No, 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 eh? no, 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 no. They lost to a double-A team. But what about my journalistic integrity? Um, It's not there anyway. It's been <laughs> gone for a while now. So I've been compromised. Yes. So a 3-2 win in overtime for Northright County. Orno did outshoot the Riverhawks 28-18. A fantastic goaltending performance from Jaden Weezer. I hope I'm saying that right. Weezer or Weiser? Weiser. You know what it is? Is it Weiser? Weiser? Mm-hmm. 26 saves for Jaden Weiser. Lily Gillespie, the overtime game winner for the Riverhawks. I made my way out to Stillwater, St. Croix Valley Rec Center, and I saw Creighton Durham Hall and Stillwater play a suburban East Conference matchup that ended in a 1-1 tie. But it was a pretty exciting 1-1 tie. Stillwater had 16 shots in overtime alone. What? They had 16 shots in overtime. Oh, they dominated overtime. I saw three power plays for one team in overtime up in Little Falls. Gross. They how were, trying, even, how that they were trying to make up for really bad calls. So okay. They just kept giving them power plays. See, I don't mind calling penalties in overtime, but you have to keep it consistent. Yeah. And to the referee's credit at Creighton Stillwater, they kept it consistent and didn't call bleep. During overtime, there was a body check that could have been called against Stillwater that would have given Creighton a power play. Um, was it Addison Finn? No, she got called for another couple of penalties. But somebody just absolutely 
bodied a Raider going in on a quasi breakaway, and Ooh. there was no call. You could have argued it was just shoulder to shoulder. One it's girl's still not body a, checking. Eh, I guess sometimes though there are too many penalties called in girls hockey because one player just isn't as strong a skater Ooh, as the other one. That's a squirt B penalty all day long. The the kid who can barely skate gets run over by the kid who just got the kid cut from me. The kid who got cut from me. Dinah squirt A team. Yeah, <laughs> that kid. So there was that one, and then there was a a call that the Cre- I was on the Cretan side. They believed should have been called a hooking. Uh, where a girl went down, I thought it was a stick lift. And yeah, I, I don't think you ever call a stick lift unless well, your stick makes contact with the body. I don't think it's a penalty. Yeah, if it, if it gets all the way up to the hands, then it's hooking. Up to the hands. This one yeah. wasn't though. This one was just above the blade. It was a stick lift, and I think the yeah. momentum just kind of carried the Cretan girl forward, and she fell down. But on top of the non-call on the body check, uh, good thing the referees didn't go out the Cretan side. Really? Let's just put it that way. Goaltender Hannah Fritz finished with, according to the scoreboard, 44 saves. According to the girls' hockey hub, 52 saves. Really? So I'm just going to give her 50. We're going to call it 50 right. saves. So maybe someone from a certain team might have bumped it a couple. Might have. Because you can. Well, it they depends have. on who's entering. Usually yeah, but it doesn't matter. Each school has access to the hockey hub. So they can they change changed. their own stats. But the... I'm not saying they're wrong. But maybe they stopped counting in the in the overtime. I don't know. They also that happens they a lot were, too. We went through about half the first period without any music between whistles either. Uh, so according to the girls' hockey up, she still has fifty-two saves on fifty-three shots. An incredible performance by Hannah Fritz. And she didn't even finish the game. She didn't. She came out with seventeen seconds left. She went down. I asked Stillwater coach Mira Yalosuo what happened, and she said she was just dehydrated. So she essentially was, she was on her belly in the crease. And just stopped moving. And, I mean, Stillwater's still working the puck around, and the refs aren't blowing the whistle because she's a goalie. She's Imagine in her the puck crease. Goes in. Like, Imagine if the puck goes in. If the puck went in, they there would have been. They would have had to disallow There would have been hell to pay Yeah, uh, for the officials in that one. It would have been a uh, holy war. Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Hannon comes in and finishes the last 17 seconds. Hats off to Aaron. My goodness. Well, I mean, when good for her. That they story. didn't. They didn't give her any time to warm up. No. Legally, I don't think you can. No. I don't think you can do warm-up shots. Not anymore. I think they changed that rule That's... because there were some coaches that were just like, okay, I'm going to dress three goalies, and whenever I want a free timeout, time I'm just going to send the other one out there and we'll warm up. Um, but Aaron Hannon finished the game 17 seconds. Her goals against average is zero. Thankfully, the Cretan defense was able to clear the puck a couple of times. Great game, though. Really, really good game. I don't think that Cretan. How is their depth? It's not great. Okay, how, is, not their, how great. is their skating? It's okay. They have a girl I can real. So Lily Geist is the leading scorer. Yeah, nice player. Alita Ahern is a freshman who's got nine points. Uh, but the the girl that I was really impressed with was Lily Anderson. She's got four goals. She didn't pop up on the stat sheet. I don't think during that Stillwater you know game. You know whose daughter that is, don't you? No. Joe Anderson, Mr. Fun you, from KFAN. I don't listen to KFAN. He li- he was there Sorry. like 10 years ago. Oh. Great guy. Really good well, guy. Well, he should be impressed with his. Oh, she had an assist on that goal. Okay. She can fly. That's good Holy to hear. Holy cow. She can skate. She can skate. And uh, Abby Bros, who is still a very young she player. Eighth grader or ninth grader? She's a ninth grader this year. She okay. played as an eighth grader. For White She's a 2025. Yep. So she's a ninth grader this year. Yep. 
and she can really play. She's still real small. Like her jersey um, still comes down to her knees, but she can play she's really one smart. Of my favorites. Really she's smart. So player. gritty. She was within an inch of winning that game for the really. Rangers. Yep. She a shot went just wide. Yeah. She's that was the best thing player. I saw last week. All right. We got one more up there. We've got Andover beating Rogers. And I would like to make the point that Rogers is, is, is their two losses outweigh their six victories. Nobody has better losses than Rogers. Nobody. And it's not even close. Mm. You could almost say that Rogers should be a top five team. Let's, based let's on, see based them on, beat North Wright County. Line. Let's see them beat a couple teams that they should beat. So they're upper echelon. Last week? Then I agree. Last week, or was it two weeks ago, they took a diner to overtime. Nobody else has been able to do that. No. And in their game against Andover, they took the Huskies to the brink and lost by one. If How many teams have been able to do that? No one. Andover? Just Minnetonka, right? Yep. yep. So – Here's a question. This is I just came up with this one, and again, this is all transitive property, comparative score stuff, but it's it's fun for this discussion. Uh, who's better, Centennial or Rogers? Centennial. I still think you it's still, cent- still, I think, still that think Centennial it's can can hang tough that tough with Edina and Andover. Yes, yes, I do. Okay, I'm just see see, see I, where I'm I going. Really with that? do. Saturday, December 18th. Clear your calendars. We've got Centennial Spring Lake Park at Rogers. Good one. That's a and really there, good one. It, it is very possible that Rogers will go into that game at eight and two, and it's possible that Centennial Spring Lake Park will go into that game undefeated. Undefeated. Yeah, I don't see them losing six zero and one. They'll play Moundsview, Champlain Park, Coon Rapids. So Centennial could go into that game undefeated, and Rogers could go in at Centennial's eight. Centennial's got a tie. Yeah, they tied Elk River just recently. They tied Elk River Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. November 27th okay. at the Furniture and Things I know. Community Events Center. I saw that just today. I was That's like, what? what it's called. <laughs> That's what the Elk River Home Arena the is The F and T. The F and T. Oh, yeah. What are you doing tonight? Well, I'm taking, taking the kids over to the F and T, you know. <laughs> Sounds like a G and T. It might be more suited for a summer hockey tournament. 94 shots in that game. Yeah. Pretty crazy. But I would take Centennial in that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. The one thing I like about Rogers, though, is that they they're not as reliant on one goaltender as yep. Centennial. Caitlin Gross is going to play every meaningful minute for the Cougar Panthers, and <laughs> Rogers is rotating almost right down the middle between Lauren Larson and Alexa Backman. Yeah. Which that helps twofold. Number one, a goalie doesn't get burned out. We saw that with Proctor Hermantown last year. Class A state champion. They split it almost all the way down the middle, and they were fresh for the state tournament. Or if one player gets injured, then then you're not throwing in a cold goaltender. And they've both played against equal teams. Larson and Backman have both played against Edina and Andover. That's something. I like that. It's impressive. I like that a lot. It's kind of like Moorhead where they change goalies on the fly in the middle of a game. Did you see Uh, that video? Squirts and peewees. You saw the video of the... Goalie going off the ice. And the they other do it going during the down. game. I know. It's unbelievable. I've, how do you develop goaltenders? You play them both equally. I love it. Love it? Love what, it. What do you think about Rodgers? I'm excited to see him now. Okay. This gives me another team to go see. Like, I have to go see them. That list is getting longer. You should take some time off and I go watch some girls them. hockey. I'll, I'll see uh, Matamita and Two Rivers um, tomorrow night. 
That's not exactly it's not what exactly I had in upper mind, echelon, but, but I will uh, see them play. I will. Yeah, see them. is not terrible. Yeah, they're good at scoring goals. They scored six goals on who they on Chisago Lakes. Did they really? Yeah, I remember it was a fourteen. Oh, to the six twelve. Game. Yeah, fourteen, 14 to six. six. There was a twelve-seven game the other night too. I think yeah, it was Detroit. Lakes don't be surprised. And, and somebody else. Don't be surprised. All right, you have some strong opinions about. I, I like the to rankings, make fun of you more than I do your rankings. About my rankings that came out on Monday. Number one, you don't have to text me every Monday morning, saying G A G H S question mark question mark. Like I know that I need emphasis, to them. emphasis. I, I know question. I need. You you send the initial text at about eight fifteen in the morning. Yep. I am not awake, and then you send the emphasis at about nine thirty when I'm making a pot of coffee. Well, when I'm done, when I'm done, and I'm waiting to publish, I like to have the girls' rankings. I like them first in the in in the tab. I have to move you them. Like to them first second. instead of boys. Well, no, I like them there first. I like making the boys, viewers, go in and actually see that there are the girls takes precedence over them. But I have to put the boys first if you don't have the girls' ones completed. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's true. When I'm feeling real so motivated girls, on a Sunday night, I'll put the girls up. But uh, I have I do a lot more rankings than you do. So when I'm getting close to the finish, I start bugging you because like yeah, it's I true. do ten and you do. You don't do 10. Yes, I do. You do not do 10. Yes, I do. Bantam AA. Bantam AA. Bantam AA. PWA. 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 Squirt A. 10A. 6. Junior Gold. Junior Gold. That's 8. And then I have that's to process. That's your fault. Then I have to process all the other ones that our B guy does. The, so. junior, the junior Gold is your fault, though. I'm For opening up Junior Gold rankings this year. That's another topic for a different oh, podcast. Oh, my gosh. Let's stick with the girls here. We should have a podcast called Inside YHH. All right. Where we just talk about <laughs> all the stupid things we all do. All of the office politics. <laughs> all right. So what, what are you mad about in my rankings? No, week? I just think when you do rankings, you remind me, like, so, like, we're guys. So there were girls in grade school. Uh, middle school who wanted attention, they would do stupid things, right? Dude, and, and there dude. are boys that do the same thing for girls. So this, I'm saying this is a 50-50 operation. I went to Catholic school. You there were re- just as many attention-seeking boys right, as there were girls. Right. You remind me of attention-seeking boy. The one who needed, a, who wasn't getting love at home uh, is coming to school and getting attention. That's what you remind me of. You just throw, like, throw these random things up there that have nothing to do with, <laughs> and it's just to get attention. Like, you're writing, Peter, let's have a counseling session. Peter, okay. your writing is outstanding. Thank and you. And your rankings are really good. You don't need, you. you don't, it's kind of like an exclamation. You don't need exclamations. You and I hate exclamations. I do hate Only use them points. when necessary, right? Uh, my wife uses 12 exclam- exclamations in our Christmas card. Like, no, nope, only one, honey. We only get one, and that's it, not six. It's not grammatically right? correct either. So um, so I just think you're seeking attention with your, your rankings. Which, which one? Which, te- which team do you think makes me an attention seeker? Uh, I thought you. Th- I thought Rosemont was too high. Okay. Um, who was your latest bird that you put on the – than this Class A perch. Was At that number five. Fergus Falls. Okay, let me preface this by Come saying on. I did write, Holy Welcome aboard, Otters. Your prize for winning four consecutive games and knocking off rival River Lakes is a spot in the revolving door of Class A. Yeah, okay. So you qualified it then a little is bit. Is it qualified or quantified? 
I think it's qualified. Qualified. Well, quantified if you if you're using the numbers like four straight wins. Oh. But qualified is usually you're 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 justifying. Is what that what they saying. taught you on the mean streets of New York City? Yes, they did. Right. they did. Fair enough. So I did I did qualify it. Yeah, you qualified it, but I would say that Holy Angels didn't do much to lose their spot. I, I'm they kind lost. of a believer. Yeah, but they lost to somebody good. That's all. So there you go. They lost to Orno, and it was fairly close. Yeah, but when I you put don't knock Holy- a team down, oh, they lose to a team above you. That's one of my rankings rules. That's one of your rankings it's rules. It's a rankings oh rule for sure. If you lose to someone above you, you don't go down. Unless there's like three teams above you, like our PBAA Centennial. Like my PBAA Centennial, those guys shoot up. They've won like 14 in a row. You can you can hop teams like that. But Fair if you don't enough. lose. But when I you put don't Holy Angels in at number five, you said Holy Angels. But they beat Simley. But they beat Simley. And you got me on that one. Next week, I'm just going to throw in a completely random team. Like, I know. Here you go, Prairie Center. You're right. number five. Right. Here's my right. case for it. That would actually be kind of a fun exercise. If you pick if you pick a team that's below 500 and then make a case for them to be ranked. You could do it. If anybody oh could do it, gosh. you could. I fire up the Red Bull. There was a, get me some pork rinds. This is totally I'm not coming off the tracks now, but there was a year, and this is the dark, dark from the I darkest wish, years of Gopher football. I wish we had a sound effect for coming off the tracks or when we were about to launch into a different story. Yeah, this would be we, this would be necessary. It was the darkest ages of Gopher football. I mean, Jim Wacker, but they had beaten Northwestern this year, and Northwestern had beaten Notre Dame that year in that same exact year. And literally, the poster for the Gopher footballs the next year was a list of all the teams that had gotten through the transfer property, which made us the national champions. That's what it said on the poster. And I've never been so embarrassed in my life. My point to this story is you could take one team through the transfer property and make them a number five team in Class A. Yeah. Pretty easily. I could do that in double A. Oh, yeah. Pretty easily. If you play, like, goal differential and who played closer and what no, have just you. No, based you on make. this was based solely on this team beat this team, therefore that team beat that team. That's what sad, lonely people do. Yes. That's what people do. And every year in our boys' podcast, we come up with a transitive property that goes about eight or nine deep. I did say sad, lonely people. (laughs) I can't think of three sadder and lonelier folks. Bunch than those three? Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I agree. What's up now? All right. uh, Pick them review. We're going to go over how we did last week. Okay. And uh, not bad. Yeah, but not great. We traded a couple. Well, of wins. I threw. I knew that World wouldn't beat Andover, but I had such a commanding lead. I was kind of playing with Vegas money on that one. Just wow. so you know, spoken like a true gambling addict. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I didn't think I went money line. I, I didn't think that the Jets would beat the Cowboys, but you know, I just wanted to spice it up a little bit. I've been winning so much that. Code for you've been losing all season. I went money line and over on that one. <laughs> I money line warrowed on that one just with the ten dollar bet. Well, thankfully we're just picking like head to head. We don't have over under or lines or odds. Or yeah, or money line, man. Pray, that is praise crazy. God. So Forest Lake Roseville, we both got that one. Roseville tops Forest Lake two to nothing. Lakeville South and Rosemount. I picked Rosemount. You picked Lakeville South. You were correct. A five, and there was three no win overtime winner for the Cougars. 
Benil St. Margaret's and Stillwater. We both got that wrong. We both picked Stillwater. Benil picks up their first win of the season, three to one, and gets back into welcome back to camp. the top yeah. to the top ten rankings. Yep. And let me let me say something. I understand that they're playing the toughest schedule in the state. I get it. Yep. But I can't give you points for playing a hard schedule if you don't win any of the games. Correct. I agree with that. I, or. And I would also say that a 7-6 loss looks a lot better than a 2-1 loss. And you could argue that, like, oh, you gave up seven goals. Well, if you can only score one to three goals per game, you're not going to win that many games no, no. down the stretch. Mathematically, no. Math. Especially over Wyzetta or Oridina in that section. Well, you're not going to Blake. Win. You're not going to win any track meet. Or Creighton. Or is Creighton in that section still? Still, I don't know. I had a long talk with a high school coach over how hard it is to keep up with who's in which section. Yeah. Um, Creton used to be in that section. In boys, if, for sure they were. If they, if they still are, then that's five teams that could make Are you yes. going to look it up right I'm now? I'm going to try. It's not All the right. easiest task in the world. Our last pick'em game from last week, Andover and World. I picked Andover. You picked World. Andover defeats the Warriors 4-1. to one. I will say that our boots-on-the-ground domestic correspondent, Brianna, mm-hmm. said that Andover did not play particularly well. Warroad led one to nothing after the first period, and Andover kind of looked sluggish, kind of slow, not a lot of pep, and that's understandable. Right. To an extent, you're playing a Class A team. It's a Saturday, I think it was a Saturday afternoon game. Those games are typically snooze-fests. But if you're the number one team in the state, then play like the number one team in the state and lay, lay a beating on somebody. <laughs> Style points do count for something. Right, right. Okay, I think we've dispensed with that. Your current record, 7-4-2. Mine, 5-6-2. Still in the hunt, just like I am in fantasy football. Well, that's a whole other source of pain for me. This week's games, we have five games this week. Oh, good. Not not four. So Grand Rapids Greenway, they're six and two, taking on Proctor Hermantown, three, three, and one. Rivalry game, Northern Girls. Who do you like? Um, I want Proctor Hermantown. Uh GRG's got a lot to prove um before uh they get our attention. So I'm I'm okay. gonna go with Proctor Hermantown. Speaking of so. transitive property. Which team took Rodgers to overtime in the third game of the season? Well, I would guess, I would guess uh, GRG. GRG takes yeah. Rodgers to overtime, third game of the season. Rodgers takes Edina to overtime. Does that mean that GRG could take Edina to overtime? Yes, according to the transfer property, for sure. Whoever came up with that is an idiot. <laughs> I hate that so much. You know, so you're going to take Proctor Hermantown? Yes. You don't sound all that confident about that. I don't, especially after that. Okay. You just read to me. You know what? I'm going to take Grand Rapids Greenway. I'm going to take that one. I don't bet on the lightning often, but when I do. So that game is tonight, later tonight. We'll keep an eye on that one on the Twitter. And Creighton has moved to section 3AA. Really? Yep. Ooh. Which has got your Winnable. Lakefield North. It's got your Rosemount. Rosemount, yeah. That section just got better, though. Yep. Thank God. All right. Eastview, Apple Valley. I haven't even thought about I haven't thought about Eastview since they dropped out of the rankings. Okay. I don't even know what they're doing. Sorry. They've had it. They've struggled a bit. Yeah, they have. They have. Another kind of low scoring team. Yep. 
Uh, Maple Grove and Gentry Academy. Maple Grove comes into the game at 5-1-1, one, and one, kind of an under-the-radar. Like, if oh, I ranked right. 15 teams, yep. Maple Grove would be in the top 15. Yeah. And Gentry probably would, too. Gentry at 4-2. and two. Who do you like? This is a tough one. Like you said, they're both they're kind of 11-15 to 15 type teams that can kind of go either way. I'm going to go Gentry. You're going to go Gentry? Yep. Okay. Why? It's a little bit more star power there, a little bit more. Um, I just, just they got more D1 guy, more girls. Guys? Girls, guys, players. And just muted you. Don't you ever do that again. Don't you ever do that. Don't ever do that again. Don't ever do that again. Sorry. Okay, so you're going to take Gentry. You like the star power. I'm going to take Maple Grove because I like the goaltending. Okay, all right. Danny Strom has been on fire this season. She's got a 1.4 goals against and a 9.39 save percentage. And Maple Grove always has strong goaltenders. I think back to the beginning of time, they've had strong goalies. Right, right. I'm going to save this one for the last one because it's the best game of the right. season. So we're going to go Simley and South St. Paul. Okay. A Class A battle. You could argue that both these teams have a claim to the number five slot, especially if you put... They're in that, that carousel. That five, the five, six, seven. They've both been number five at some point. Simley, four, three, and one. South St. Paul, two, four, and one. All four... Don't lo- let the records... The four that's what I'm saying. The four losses for South St. Paul came against number one Warroad, number two Orono, number three Mount West Tonka, and number four Proctor yeah. Hermantown. And they're all fairly close. They were all fairly close. So what do you like? Simley or South St. Paul? I'm gonna go against the transitive property here. Yeah. And I like what Simley's I like their okay. I like their um record. I like what they've done. Um I'm just gonna and it's different. It's a different team. You know, it's red, white, and blue. We don't see Simley very often. I think you over have in a, this section we're used to St. Paul United. Now we have a new red, white, well, and blue. It's called Simley. St. Paul, St. Paul United has been gone for a couple of years now. But I'm, we're used to them in this section. It would usually come down to South St. Paul and St. Paul yeah. United. But uh, I'm going to go South St. Paul. Okay. Wow, well, we're South different. We're, there's going to be a big swing this week. I know. I'm kind of excited. Give me a big swing. Uh, Saturday, Rosemount and Lakeville North. Rosemount seven and one after suffering their first loss of the season against Lakeville South. Lakeville North at three and three. They just beat somebody in overtime. Hold, please. Okay. I don't remember. I remember they won in overtime, but I don't remember who they beat. Was they it? lost to Farmington by one yep. in their last game. They beat Northfield while yeah. Northfield was ranked, ranked in overtime. Yeah, and outshot them quite. Yeah. A bit. So the too. three losses for Lakeville North, it's four to three against Burnsville, three to one against Eastview, and five to four against Farmington. The Heartbreak Cats. I'm going Rosemount. You're gonna go Rosemount on this one. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go Lakeville North. Golly, you went different on, on every one. I know. You sounded like Jamal Williams right there. You <laughs> you see that video? Nah. When he was talking he's the Detroit Lions running back. Yeah. Uh, the Packers didn't want him back, so he signed with Detroit. Oh, yeah. They're asking funny. about it. That's so funny. He's like, y'all, y'all acting like I left. No. I don't know. Go, just Google the video before funny. I make I even more of funny. a fool of myself. It was funny. I'm going to take Lakeville North. You're going to take Rosemount. This is next one. That, might, that might be like the most entertaining game, though. Rosemount and Lakeville North. Because they score. Both teams it's score. Gonna, it's going to boom, 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 yeah. boom. 
All right, Edina at 6-0, and Minnetonka at 7-1, and number two versus number three, not convinced that the losing team would move from the rankings. Unless Tonka beat Edina, then I would just flip that. That's a flip up, yeah. yeah. So Edina and Tonka, what do you like? You know my at rules. Minna, at you Minnetonka. know my rules, right? At Minnetonka. What's, what's my rule of picks on Edina? <sighs> Never pick against Edina. So you're going to take Edina? Ever. Ever. I don't mm. care where it is. Okay. Anything besides this, just a this weird game rule. This could be played. Oh, I could say something really funny right now, but I'm not. Um, what is this, it? This game could be played. doesn't matter. Dyna's going to win regardless. doesn't matter. This game could be played where? I'm not going to say Where? It. I'm not going to say it. I can't say it. it where, Dwight? Be too funny. Be funny. I can't. And by funny, you mean mean. And somebody yeah, might send you I, an might get, text. I might get some feelings could get hurt if I said it. Uh, thanks. Thanks for your feelings. Use your imagination if you're oh, listening man. out there. I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn. I'm really? a little torn on this game. Yeah. Edina's better. I think they're better defensively. They're just better. I think Minnetonka could get into penalty trouble. I think Minnetonka's, Minnetonka's got, got more into, talent. Minnetonka's got. Edina's better. Minnetonka's gotten into penalty trouble earlier this season. They can't afford to do that against Edina. Yeah, right. Yeah, give although, me a dime. Although, although I think Benil kind of showed that uh, with with some speed, you can give Edina some trouble. I thought Benil did that with Edina. Yeah, fair enough. I'm still going to take Edina on this one. Goaltending. So did I tell you the crazy? Is it, is it Kevin Gray? Is that the that's the head coach? Coach at head coach. He's not coach? crazy. He's passionate. No, I didn't say that's a crazy oh. story. Not crazy, Kevin Gray. <laughs> <laughs> Don't jump to my conclusions. So uh, after college, um, I'm playing on a softball team in St. Louis Park. Wow! And doesn't um, get any softer than that. And uh, with a group of friends from college, and it's kind of a rec team, and uh, a I'm probably 23, 24 at the time, and a buddy of mine brings a guy to the team. I had this young guy, he plays uh, hockey at uh, Bemidji State. Super nice guy, um, and we make the connection that he played hockey, and he played hockey at Bemidji, and he told me all these stories about Bob Peters um, being uh, his coach up at, at Bemidji, 24 rules of hockey. He gave me all 24 rules. We'd sit around a dugout. Who is Bob Peters? He's the head coach. He was the head coach at... At what are Bemidji the twenty? State. What are the twenty-four rules? It's twenty-four, 24 rules. rules. It's, they're unbelievable. They're, you should you could write a book on that's Bob too, Peters. That's 24. too many rules. That's it's too, amazing. That's it's amazing. Many. So it's twenty-four rules. Too many we would go rules. through them. We'd be sitting around the dugout, spitting seeds, just getting to know another. But you know, when you're on, you've done this before. You've been on a team with somebody and you don't know their name, like in old man hockey, or you don't know their names. You know, I've been playing I'm, with the same guys for four years, and we didn't have, have no cell phones with are. like databases in them right so tracking devices right i don't know anything about it so literally the season gets over we played one year together and i remember how much hockey and how much fun we talked but i don't remember the guy's name and hmm. for and i've told people about this since i've gotten way more into hockey in the last 10 years about this guy anyone i'd met who knew bob peters who played for bob peters i'm like yeah i met this guy i played softball with him he goes who was it i'm like i don't know his name Okay. We're hosting the Champions Cup over in St. Louis Park on Friday night, and the guy walks out of the girls' locker room, 
And it was my buddy from 30 years ago, and it's Kevin Gray, the co-head coach at Manila. I'm like, excuse me, sir, I need to talk to you. I was talking to Bill Lechner. And he goes, I go, hang on, Bill, I got to talk to this guy. It's really important. I go, did you play softball? with?" And your buddy was Scott Kruger. He's like, yes. I go, he goes, and you're Tony Scott. I sat on the bench with you. He didn't ever make the connection. But you weren't going by Tony Scott then. No, I was not going by (laughs) Tony Scott then. But how funny is that? So... He was basically oh, telling yeah. me his role as the coach at Benild with Kelly Panic involved. And his, yep. Kelly's involved a, quite a bit. And he goes, my job is with the coaching staff here is just to keep everything in line. You know, as far as, you know, we, we, we're administratively strong. I help all with practices. And he's a really sharp guy. And he yep. does well with on the recruiting. We'll put in air quotes, recruiting front to Benild. He attracts good players. He attracts players to come. So hats off to Kevin Gray, my good old buddy from Literally 30 years ago. It was like the early 90s when we were playing wow. softball. Did together, you guys so. cry and hug? No, but it was pretty fun because once we made the connection, it was pretty cool. And then I got to meet his daughter, Bailey. Bailey. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bailey was hanging out with the turtle from Delano. What's her name again? Kendall. Kendall Hassler. Say Kendall. what's her name? Like, you don't Kendall know and there's is. Peyton. I always get them confused. I know their names. Ba- but Peyton's the goalie. Kendall's goalies. the goal yep. scorer. So we got a chance to make that connection. The four of us were sitting there, and, wow. and it was cool. So look at, look you, at you. Look cool. at you. Very cool. Benilde also has the title this season of most overqualified assistant coach. Last, yes. Last year it was Andover, who had Todd Gutterman as their an JV assistant coach? coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this year it's Benilde with Amber Hegland listed yes. as an assistant coach. Oh, yeah. What kind of luxury is that? Well, I think Amber comes in because Kelly will leave eventually make the Olympic team mm-hmm. leave and they'll need some, you know, some help. So what a great hire yeah, but I mean, that is. I mean, this like, is a Kevin Gray hire, right? Like, okay, well, she's going to leave. I got to bring somebody else in here who's won a state championship and, you know, she, really a I legend. I don't think Amber has. Yes. Maple Grove won a state championship, didn't they? They I went to the finals. I think they won a state title. Mm, yeah. Uh, I don't that one up there, girls did. hockey expert. Was, I was there when they got second. Against Stillwater? I think it was against Dinah. Dinah? I thought they won one. Look I don't think they won one. They, they had a stud team. No, that was I think they had a state title. I think no, Maple Grove title. might have won. <sighs> Look it up. Holster. Okay. What is that? While what you're that doing that, thing mean? I'm telling you, we have some notes. This was one of them. My notes. Oh, that's right. I have some notes here. And the that's one right. was the Kevin Gray story, and the other is the story that uh, Sammy. Bowlby, the Quinnipiac commit at Burnsville High School, is down with an injury. She could be out for a while. That so if you the, my, my, the reason we're reporting is we're not reporting how long she'll be out. But so if you see some Benilde scores, excuse me, Burnsville scores that that uh, go Do not accurately add up. Yeah. That because their top player is out. So there's your little note of nugget. Do you have any other nuggets that you picked up uh, over at the the rec center? This week? Not really. I mean, I'm far less of the mayor running for re-election like you are. I mean, you step into an arena and it's you know, everybody bombards you with information. I'm a little more subtle. And by that, I mean antisocial. I, I walk in, I creep in through the back door, I, I take my pictures, and I, I duck out. But uh, there no, are, no, there no are times when I do that as well, where I will literally... You know, I was at Plymouth once, just for for a game recently, and I parked my car in the back, entered the front, 
Okay. And knew exactly where I was going when the the buzzer went off. I was going right out the back door, <laughs> right to my car, got it in and got out. Because you don't sometimes you can get stuck at a rink. If you're yeah. reporting a game, you you know what this is. This is what we're, we're a little bit antisocial near the end of a game. We don't want to talk to the parents after the game. We I don't want, have time. We want to crush the story. You know, I was in Little Falls and just saw an amazing game. I had. 45 pictures I had to pick out. I had a, a post-game skate I needed to knock out, and I needed to post to the internet and get in the car and drive two hours home from Little Falls. So a lot of times you were, were in a hurry so we can get in bed by, you know, 12, 30, 1 o'clock. Yeah, and part yeah. of it is I don't remember anybody's name. Oof, and I, I, hate, I hate asking people what their I, name is because it makes my me feel just biggest. Bleh. Biggest pet peeve is when someone comes up to me and says, "Hey Tony, how you doing?" And I have no clue. There are only what so many people is. I can call buddy. It's 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 hard. Uh, but this, and I'm not trying to be like I'm better than you. Literally, I, what I will do is like, "Hey, I don't remember your name, and I know you're from either this association or that association. Can yeah. you can you can you help me click my memory together?" Yeah. And then when they do it, it's awesome. Like, thank you, appreciate it. I really yeah. do. I really do appreciate that. Because then it's like watching Tetris all come together. Because as soon as you hear the name, you're like, oh, oh. yeah, the 2019 Squirtacular. <laughs> you were with the, the B-Squirt champion Chaska Chan Gold, and there was this crazy play in that game. But, we can do that. I just, but if you don't know the name, it's like. I know. It really stinks. It really stinks. I, I agree. I love it. And then most people are really good about just, yeah. hey, I, I, you, there's no way you can remember this many names and faces yeah. and stuff like That's that. That's kind of my so. blanket apology to people when I don't. Like, say hello. It's because I don't remember your name, and I feel terrible about it. I know. I know. Maple Grove went to the state championship game in 2016 and lost to Eden Prairie 3-2. to And I remember I was at that game. I was in the press box because I'm, you know, a big deal. (laughs) And I remember watching it, and I thought Maple Grove was going to just roll because I thought Eden Prairie was too top heavy and I thought Maple Grove had they had Taylor Wente and Tina Campa and Brianna Blezzi and they still had um Maya Martinez who I think played some D1 hockey and they lost in overtime to Eden Prairie. I was wrong. I thought it was uh Stillwater or No, I checked on Stillwater. Yeah, it wasn't. Speaking of Stillwater, Tony Scheid is the Green yeah. Hall head coach, so a little bit of a homecoming Isn't for, that for Tony Scheid. It is crazy, but I guess it shouldn't be considered so crazy. I mean, he's won pretty much everywhere he's been. So I love Cre- it. Cretan at six and one. I love it, and, that, and now he's trend. pulling in East Side kids to to move to the Cretan. That's that's uh, good for him. I mean, they're going to be a, they'll be a power here. In well, a that's couple good. Years. I mean, the suburban East Conference got a little top heavy with Forest Lake. Yeah, uh, in recent years. So if if Stillwater and Cretan and maybe throw in. I don't even know who's in the conference anymore. But if Forest Lake continues to be what they've always been, which is rugged and yeah. mildly talented, then it could good. be a good conference. It be a really good conference. All right. So we're we're at 38 minutes. You just waved at me, and I think you're telling me, hey, hang it up. We're, we're coming to the end of the rope here. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, thank you for tuning in to Season 4, Episode 5 of Her Ice. Uh, if you are so inclined subscribe to the podcast through Apple podcast, or you can find it on the youthhockeyhub.com website or on Podbean. And if you have any notes for the show, tweet at us, send us an email, youthhockeyhub.com at no, it's youthhockeyhub at gmail.com, right? Yep. Okay. Youthhockeyhub at gmail.com. We will see you on the other side. We'll talk to you next week.